0: We begin today the third Peirik of Masech des on on Davchoftes, Samad Beis. This Peirik deals with the Alachis of the Dalad Minim, starting with Lulav. Lulav is the uh, tallest of all the Minim, as the Gemara says, Gevoya. And also the Bracha that we make is on the, the Lulav. So that's the reason the mafarshim say why the Mishnah begins with Lulav. Zog Mishnah, Lulav ha v'ayovish. A stolen lulav, or a dry lulav, possible. puzzle, it's puzzle for the mitzvah. So when it says in the Mishnah, a uh, dry lulav, what are we talking about? How dry is it? So the Mere speak about this. Teisviz here says that the lulav is so dry, if you look at the last few words of the first Teisviz on this paydik, Yevesha atshatei nefreches b'tzipayren, it's so dry that it'll crumble in your fingers. The question also is, how much of the lulav has to be dry, all of the lulav, part of the lulav, or maybe only the tip of the lulav, it's all discussed in the Rishenim. And the reason why a lulav yavish is puzzle, so Rashi here says, because the Taita says ve'yu. we had this before that we learn out from here that you have to beautify mitzvahs. But Teiris actually says, that zekele ve'yu is only a requirement l'chatchila, but it's not something that's going to puzzle the lulav. And therefore, Tehsef says that by lulav, we learn it out from Esrik, where the tater writes, Hodar, and has, that's a requirement that's ma'akev, that there has to be a nice lulav, not dry. And the, the Mefarshim actually say that Rashi doesn't disagree. The only reason Rashi brought Van v'amveyu is as a source that we should compare lulav to Esrik, to learn out that the Hodar of Esrik applies to lulav as well. Sokta Mishnu a lulav that comes from a tree that was served for a a lulav that comes from a city, that all people in the city served the vedizara and everything in the city has to be burnt. Puzzle is puzzle. A the Gemara will explain why it's Irani dachas Rashi here explains, as the Gemara says later, because a lulav has a certain shear of what its minimum height is supposed to be. And dachas everything, all possessions of the city have to be burnt. And anything that's destined to be burnt is as if it's already burnt and therefore it's puzzle. If the top of the lulav is cut off. Also, there's a few pshatim in this. Taisis discusses this. Does it mean that the top of the lulav referring uh, just to the top of the leaves at the tip of the lulav? Or does this refer to the top of most of the leaves of the lulav? So, it's two opinions here in Thaisis. alav. another case, if you have all the leaves of the lulav that were torn off, and now she says, even if you tie it back together to the lulav, Puzzle. So in these two cases, the lulav will be puzzle. Nifre alav, if the uh, leaves of the lulav are spread out, they're not tied together to the spine, to the middle of the lulav, kosher. Then it'll be kosher. Rabbi Yehuda says, At the top, where they're spread out, you should try tie it together, that it should be tied together. Tzine harabazal barzal, the lulavim that grow, on hara it's some kind of a mountain that's very rocky and the lulavim that grow there don't have the long leaves that overlap one another so they have shorter leaves and therefore it's a much thinner lulav it's not like the regular lulavim it's still kosher a lulav that has the height of three tfachim, and the Gemara says this is the height of three tfachim besides an additional tefach that you need to have that extra tefach on the top higher than the Haravis and the hadasim to shake it. Kosher, that's the height of a luluv that will be kosher. So the Mepharshim point out, it's interesting that you have to add that extra tefach to be able to shake the luluv. The mitzvah of shaking the luluv is not even minateyre, it's uh, midrabanon. So why uh, do you have to have that tefach and only then does the Mishnah say it's kosher? So others say that it means kosher l'chadchile, or maybe others say from here is a raya, that that... Mitzvah of shaking the lulav is actually a halacha l'ma'ishamis and therefore it is a requirement in the she'er of the lulav to be a three-three plus another tefach to shake with it. Zok the Mishnah says the halacha about the lulav of and the lulav Yavish that are both puzzel. na rishayin, it doesn't matter if it's the first day of Yom Tiv. na doesn't matter if it's the second day of Yom Tif. So the question here is as follows: Beish loy mi yavesh. When it comes to the halachah of a dry lulav, we understand why every day of Yom Tiv it should be possible. So now, before I learn the Gemara inside, there's a difference between the first and the other days of Yomtiv. The first day of Yom Tiv is a mitzvah in lekachtem The other days, there's no mitzvah in atayda to have a lulav. It's just a takanah mitarabanan zeichel a mikdash because in the base of mikdash is lefnei Hashem lekeichem yomim. The mitzvah is to take the lulav all seven days. So. And outside the base of Mikdash, the other six days of Yom is just a mitzvah with Rabbanon. So now, when it comes to Yavesh, we understand why this is Psal every day of Yom because Hadar binan. There's the requirement of Hadar that it should be a beautiful lulav that you learn out from Esrig. So just like that applies the first day, which is Minateira. It applies to the rest of the days, which are only with Rabbanon, but Rabbanon are masakin to fulfill the mitzvah the same way it's fulfilled Minateira, that it should be a good lulav. So if it's dry, you don't have hada. Elo gozel. However, when it comes to this requirement that it should be your lulav and not a stolen lulav, which is learned out from this that it says lekachtem lachem, that has to be your luliv as we had before in the Gemara. So rishin So in the first day, that with the lachem by Yemerishin. So there it says lachem, So it has to be yours. But on the second day and the rest of the days of Yam my life, why can't you lo- use a lulav that's stolen? It's only medir So that requirement of the Pasuk doesn't apply in the rest of the days of Yom yeah. So to here questions, what's the simple pshat on this Gemara? Why when it comes to Yavesh, is it so simple and obvious to the Gemara that just like the first day it says Hadar, the rest of the days Chachamim would require to have the same standard of a nice lulav. And when it comes to the requirement of that it should be yours and not Gozel, The Gemara is questioning this, that the first day, that's a requirement, and the rest of the days, there's no reason why Chachamim should require require this. So, Teisvitz answers here and says that there's a difference whether something is Be'ikr Halakicha, if you look uh, towards the end of the page here in Teisvitz, when there's something which is relevant for the Ikr Halakicha, for the very uh, lulav itself, that it should be a proper lulav, not dry, it should be a nice, good lulav, that's something that the Gemara accepts that the Chachamim instituted that it should be the same as it is menatayre, all days. However, when it comes to Gozel, which you have a lulav, you have a perfect lulav. Elamites missing this requirement of lachem, that's something the Gemara understands that the Chachamon would not institute that the rest of the days, this drash of lachem should apply, or we should have uh, the lulav to be similar to the first day of lachem. If so, the question is, what's the reason why all the other days lulav a is still possible? the the reason is, When you're taking a lulav that was stolen, the issue is that it's a mitzvah that comes through an Aveda, through stealing it. And that's the problem. Not the posthick Lachem, but a mitzvah coming from an Aveda. Where do we see this concept of mitzvah Bav Aveda? There's a postik that says regarding Karbonus. You bring a carbon, which is stolen, or a lame animal, or a sick animal. So the Pesach here is giving different examples of animals that are not accepted for a carbon. So we compare one to another. We compare the stolen animal to an animal which is lame. Just like a lame animal is a balmum. And this is an animal that has a permanent blemish and it could never be used for a carbon. Av Gozel, same thing is also with a stolen carbon, Lesley Kanta. There's no way it could ever be used for a carbon. It's a mitzvah Baba Veda. As the Gemara is going to explain right now, how we know that that's the issue here. Yish, It doesn't matter when you stole a carbon, a you stole an animal and you want to bring it as a carbon, it doesn't matter if it's before the Yish or after Yish. So as Rashi here brings from the Gemara in Baba Kameh, and you have it in Baba Mitziye, in many places, the concept of Yish is after you steal something, and the owner is aware of this and he gives up the language that the person said was Vai kiss, that he's giving up for the loss and he's not expecting to get it back so the halacha of Yish is it creates a kenyan that now the goslin acquires the object that he stole it's to pay back obviously the value but the object itself becomes his Yish is but here we say that if you have an animal that you stole it doesn't matter if there was yish and therefore there's a kenyan, or there was no yish and there's no kenyan. It's not yours. Either way, it can't be brought as a carbon. So now, from here, we see the concept of mitzvah baba v'eda. Why? The fact we understand why. The fact is that before yish, it can't be brought as a carbon because Adam ki yakriv mikam The Torah says that the carbon you brought has to be from you, meaning it has to be yours. Velav, If it's a stolen carbon, it's not yours. But if you're bringing it after the owner was Miyayish, and Yiyosh creates a Kenyan, so now it's yours. So, how can you be Yiyosh? You acquired it with Yiyosh. There's actually a big argument about this in the Gemara and Babakama and Perik Miruba, whether Yiyosh itself is Kaina or not. Here, the Gemara is simply saying that Yiyosh alone is Kaina. We'll see soon here, even on Ahmed Bayes, the Gemara says that Yiyosh alone is not Kaina. Tastus here says that there are others that add to the Girsa, not Yish is kind but the, they just simply say, but not be Yish, because of here, there's actually something additional to Yish. There's the Yish, but there's also the fact that you're Maktish to Behemoth. Once you're Maktish to Behemoth, so it changes ownership. It goes into a new possession of Hektish, and that's an added thing of Shinu to Shus, change of possession, that completes the Kenyan. It's not the Yish alone. Either way, the point is that if there was Yish, and perhaps also Shunita Shos, so then now it's yours. So what's the issue of ringing it as a carbon? It's Mikken. Hello, so, lav. So the reason is, Mishum De Mitzvah baba Veda. The issue is that this is a Mitzvah that comes through an Avedah, that you stole it, and therefore it's not a Kosher carbon. So this is the source for Mitzvah Baba Veda that applies here. We had it, I mentioned it before, Benigei to and we'll see you later in the Gemara as well. The brings another source for Mitzvah Baba Veireh, V'am rab yeich b'shem rab shemim ben yeichi. Ma'ay d'chsevet <coughs> says in the passage, Ki'ani ha'shem o'yev mishpat. The Elisha says, I love justice. Sayinig gazel ba'ila, I hate a carbon that was stolen to be brought as an ayla. Marshal le melech the analogy of a king of flesh and blood, he was passing the house where they collected the taxes. He tells the servants, pay, pay the taxes. Or maybe this refers to a toll. He was passing a toll going on the bridge or something. So he says, pay the toll. So they said to the king, All these taxes are being collected for you. So we have to pay when we pass through. So the king responded and explained. Let everybody learn from me, all other pastors, by should learn from me. the And they shouldn't run away. They shouldn't try to avoid paying the toll, the tax. The Ebesheta also says, I hate a carbon that's stolen and it's brought as an oiler. Even though everything belongs to the Ebesheta, before and after. But nevertheless, me My children should learn from me. the They should avoid stealing anything. So therefore, a mitzvah, Baba Veda, if you stole it, even after you a it, it's still not, can't be brought as a carbon. It's Manami, we learned also regarding the Psharana Mishnah, the Mishneh, Yavish Pasel, the reason why a lulav that's dry is Pasel, Mepnishen, Hoda, it's not a beautiful lulav. And gosel is Pasel, Mishum davale, mitzvah, Baba Veda. So he said this exact reasoning. However, this pshar in the Mishnah argues on what Rabbi Yitzchak said. The Mishnah, when it speaks about a stolen Lulav or dry Lulav, it's only speaking about the first day of Yantiv. Then it's a chiv then a stolen or dry Lulav is possible. But on the second day of Yontif, since you can use a borrowed Lulav, because the Lachem does not apply then, so yei tse nami begozel you could also use a stolen olive. So seemingly, Rabbi Yitzchak, Shmuel, the name of Shmuel, doesn't hold of this concept of mitzvah Baba Veda. However, Teisus over here says, the very last Teisus on the Amud <clears throat> that he would hold of the concept of mitzvah Baba Veda. However, here we're talking about a mitzvah mit Rabbanan. Regarding a mitzvah mit Rabbanan, he held that Chachamim did not institute that the mitzvah has to be done without Baba Veda. But by Mitzvah and he certainly agrees that the Mitzvah Baba Veda is an issue, like the drushes we brought before regarding a carbon. Masav Rav Nachman by Yitzchak, Rav Nachman by asks on this Pshat that we're only talking about the first day of Yantiv. The Mishnah said, A stolen or dry Lulav is posel. So now we could understand from this, Hoshal Kasha. But that means that only a stolen Lulav is a problem. But if it's a borrowed Lulav, it would be Kosher. Amos, what are we speaking about? E lemi me tiv risha. And if you say we're speaking about the first day of yom tiv, like Rav Yitzchak wanted to say, but it can't be. Haksiv lachem, mishal lachem. means it has to be yours and not a borrowed lulev. deyo. If it's borrowed, it's not his. Shani. So I must be speaking about the second day of yom tiv. ketani gosel And it says that even the second day of yom tiv, when it's only mitzvah, it's puzzle, because of the issue of mitzvah baba v'eda. Not like what Rav Yitzchak said. So Rav Omar, or the other Geirsi here, is Omar Rav. So Rav answered this question and said, "Lo be Really, I can tell you, like like, like Ravitzchak said, the Mishnah is only speaking about the first day of Yamtiv. And "V'leymi bayakama," the diac that you said that Gozel excludes Shaul is not correct. And, the Mishnah is telling you the bigger chiddush. "V'leymi Shaal, Needless to say, a lulav that's borrowed, the love you it's not his, so therefore he's not It's not, not lachem. Avo Gozel bought a stolen lulav. Amen. I should say that Stam Gzale, Yush Bailamhu. Stam, a plain robbery. We're talking everywhere about an open direct robbery. So this is a case where even if you didn't hear the owner say anything, you could assume that the owner gave up hope. Since you came openly and robbed it from him. So we rely on the fact that it was Yush and therefore you're kinda through Yush. So now there's lachem, it's yours. Okay Dami and therefore it's yours that's where the Mishnah says, that even regarding a ghazal, that until you don't hear clearly the owner saying, Vai that I'm giving up hope, there is no Yish. We don't assume that there was any Yish. He's thinking to himself, today he robbed me, and tomorrow I'll drag him to Bezan and I'll get back my object. Rav Hone said to these merchants, <laughs> When you buy a hodos for the daldminim from Goyim, you do not go ahead in the field and cut it for the inhu. They should cut it. And and they'll give you the adasim. What's the reason? So this is connected to what we're speaking about, the two points that in order to be Yetzir, the Mitzvah of Minim, there's a Lachem. One requirement has to be yours. And the other requirement of Mitzvah Boba Veda is possible. So let's see how it applies in this case. My time, what's the reason? Because de ibdikhovim Araseninu. Arasanino. Stamagoi, it's very possible that the field that he has, that he's growing these adasim is something that he stole. So there's exala involved over here. So how are you gonna use this for a mitzvah? Now, what's the story when you steal a piece of land? The karka ain't an A piece of land that's stolen, it never you never could attain ownership in it. It always remains in the ownership of the the original owner. There's no concept of gze- by, by gzele, if there's yush or whatever the requirement is, you become the owner and now you have to just pay back the value, but you can own it. But not by karka. Karka never leaves the possession of the owner. And therefore Rashi says the relevance of this is that even if there was yiyush it's not gonna help. Because yush is only by something where there's gzela. But if there is no gzele, the karka, whatever it is, it's in the possession of the owner. So even if there was yiyush it's ineffective, it does not create any Kenyan. Okay, so therefore, if you would want to be kind of this, to be right to the mitzvah through Yosh, but if Karkainen is zealous, you can't be kind of it. So therefore, what do we do? Let the Goyim be the ones to cut off these Adasim. So now, once they cut the Adasim, so, so now the yush is effective, because once it's cut, so this is something that's not anymore part of the Karka, so it's stolen, and now it, it can leave the possession of the owner and Yish can take effect. And therefore the Yish will affect a change of, of ownership, that you could acquire it. So then what happens is, so the Yish is going to be in the hands of these Goyim. <speaking in Hebrew> And in addition, when you buy it, when these merchants are going to buy it from the Goyim, so it's a change of possession, change of ownership, so then combining these two together, Yiyush and Shin will be a full kinyan for you to be able to then use these Adasim for the Mitzvah. So as Rashi points out, we see here in this Gemara that the Ravuna holds that in order to acquire something that's stolen, yish alone is not a kinyan; it's Yiush together with Shin as he says over here. And Rashi points out, even if you're going to say that yish alone would be Kaina, it would still be an issue of mitzvah Baba Veda. In other words, if these merchants themselves would be the ones cutting it off and the Iyush would happen in their possession, they couldn't use it for the mitzvah, even though the chayda now it's lachem, they own it, but they were the ones that cut it. They were the ones that stole it, so it's a mitzvah Baba Veda. But now that the Gaim are the ones that did the mice zela, and the Goyim sell it to them, so th- both. There's no issue of Lachem because it is theirs, there's a full kinyan yish and sheni Yidoshosh, and there's also no issue of Mitzvah Baba Veda because they did not do the act of the Gzela. That's how Rashi learns his gemara. Thesis disagrees with this detail here of Mitzvah Baba Veda. Thesis is shitty here and in Baba Kama, there's a big discussion about this, that once there's a full kinyan there's no issue of Mitzvah Baba Veda. Mitzvah Baba Veda is before there's a kinyan or if you're the one that completed the kinyan but once there is a completed kenyan, there is no issue of Mitzvah Baba Veda. That's Taisis' opinion. Okay, so this is the advice that Ravona gave to these merchants. But the Gemara asks the question, Sof, sof, but in the end of the day, why can't they go and cut it themselves? Even if these merchants cut it themselves. So there'll be the Yish Bailim, the Abba the, there's a Yish share in the possession of these merchants. They did the Maisik Zele, but not as a Yush. But Yiyush is an incomplete Kenyan, And also in their possession, it's a Mitzvah Baba Veda, according to Rashi, at least. But But then, these merchants are selling it to other Yidin, to do the mitzvah with them, so now it's changing ownership. So there's a Shini together with the Yiddish for the people that are buying it from the merchants and they should be able to do the mitzvah with it. It's theirs, they were it, and there's no issue of mitzvah Baba veri either. So why do the merchants have to wait for the Goyim to cut it in the field? So the Gemara answers, What we're talking about over here is Rav Hun is saying if you were using these Hadassim for yourselves, the Hadassim, once they become part of the Mitzvah, as we see here in the Gemara and, and the continuation, it, it's called Hishayna. That's what the Dalad Minim are called. So we're talking about the Avankiri, these, these uh, merchants using these Dalad Minim for themselves. Then it's an issue, because there's only Yush with no Shinirishos. That's why he said that they should have the Goyim cut it and then they can use it for themselves. For the Gemara, but still, Why can't they acquire these Hadassim with the yish? And additionally, with a shini maiseh, what's the shini maiseh? In order to be laid to the mitzvah of lulav, you have to tie. We learned this in the before about tying the lulav, the eged of the lulav. So there's a shini maiseh here. And therefore, yiyush, together with a shini, when you make a shini in the object, that, that is an added thing to create kenyan. And the kenyan. Answers the Gemara: kasava, two points. First of all, kasava, lulav ain't sadekhek. We could say that he's of the opinion that a lulav does not have to be tied at all. <coughs> and even if you're going to say that a luluf does have to be tied. This is something, it's a change. You're changing the object by tying it together, making it one. But it's something which will return back to where it was before. After you untie it, so it's the same hodas the way it was before. So this is not a real shini in the object itself. And It doesn't count for a change that will affect a kinyin by gzela. And these are all specific halachas of Kenyonim regarding zayla, whether it's Yish, whether it's the Shini Rishos, or the Shini Maiseh that affects a king by Zela, but not if it's a Shini that will return to its original state. Frek Gemara, but vilik nuya b'shini Hashem. It should be acquired, even for these merchants themselves, by the change of name. What's the change of name? The Mikara Havale Asa. Before it's called an Asa, or a hot dust in Lashon And And Vahashta, hoishayna. And now, once you're using it together with the other Da'ad Minim, it gets a new name. It's called a Hishina. That's the new name that it has. So just the Shini Shame itself, together with the year, should affect the kinyan. So Teisus here asks the question, can't we give the same answer? Just like we said, that when there's a Shini Maiseh, when you tie it together, it could be undone and it's Chayzah Isn't it the same thing with this Hadas? You use it for the days of Yantif as a Hishayna, and then afterwards you don't use it anymore. It goes back to being called a Hadas. It's a Shini Ha'chayzah So one of the answers Thayseus gives is, the Gemara actually means to ask in addition to what we said before. Since we have both a Shini Maisa together with a Shini Hashem, even if usually Chayse Libriyosa is not counted to be a kenyan, but if you have both a Shini Maisa and a Shini Hashem, then the Gemara is asking even if it goes back to its original state the way it was before, it's enough of a Shinoi to be combined to the years to create a kenyan. Why that is so is a question for itself. What's exactly the Pshat and Teisviz? But that's how Taisus learns the Pshat in the words of the Gemara here. So the Gemara answers <speaking in Hebrew> Originally even the hadas before it's put, p- combined together with the Luliv and the Yassir and so on It's also referred to as Aishayne because that's what it's destined for because that's what people are going to use it for, so it's originally when it grows, it's called a shina. so there is no Shini shame over here, so therefore you won't be Koine. So this was the advice that Rav gave to these Avankiri, that if you're going to use the hadassim for yourselves, make sure that the Goyim cut it, and then it'll be Yish and to shus in your possession, and you'll be able to use it for yourself for the mitzvah.